If you and I are gonna walk in the light in this present darkness, we need to be sure that we connect to the power source. And the power source for the Christian is the Holy Spirit. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sunday Recap. Uh, This is the podcast where we go back and review the sermon from Sunday and uh, get to dive into it a little bit more. I'm so glad you joined us today. My name is Chris McLaughlin. I'm the discipleship pastor at Stones Crossing Church. And with us uh, today is Ariel Eldridge, our connections director, and Mitch Green, our missions pastor. So, hey, uh, it's morning. So good morning to you guys. How are you? (laughs) Good, good. How are you, Chris? Oh, I'm good. I'm hanging out at home, right? That's what everyone's doing. (laughs) How about you, Mitch? What's going on with you? I am doing great. Um, I had the awesome privilege this morning of eating biscuits and gravy before um, we came on here, which is like the dream and also is going to lead into like the post-quarantine five pounds that I think we'll all (laughs) have when we're done. So. I'm going for 15, yeah, actually. That's, for that's sure. what I'm yeah. going for. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gluten and dairy-free, and that biscuits and gravy is like the thing I totally miss because oh, it's all the things oh, man. mixed in one. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Now I feel guilty. <laughs> well, yeah, because you just showed uh, it to us. It's terrible. <laughs> so just so that you guys know... Um, you know, we are uh, right now, this is in the middle of the whole uh, coronavirus quarantine that's going on. We are actually recording this from our own houses. And so if you see uh, if or if you hear delays <laughs> in our responses and or you hear um, our, our kids running around in the background or dogs or things like that, that's why um, <laughs> that's what's going on. So just so you have a little context about what's happening. But we're excited to actually jump into what we're going to talk about today because this uh, this last Sunday, Pastor Scott did his uh, second message in the series, uh, getting through what we're going through. And he walked through Ephesians chapter five with us, talking about how one of the ways to get that we are getting through this as believers is with God's power. Uh, And really this was, uh, got into the whole um, idea of the power of the Holy Spirit and how we really are in reliance on the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I want to back up a little bit before we even get to that, because one of the things that Scott did was walk through, he re, we really went through almost the whole chapter, verses 1 through 21, and um, I'd love to just walk through here just the, the beginning of this, because uh, I think it's just so important for us to get some context of what's happening um, from the book of Ephesians. Um, let me do this. Let me read, would it be all right if I, I'll, I'll read the first one? Yeah. And then, cause we got three, we got, we have three things to read today. So we'll just divide that up. How's that sound? Mitch said he doesn't want to read too much. So he gets the short one. So, <laughs> all right. So here's, here's uh, Ephesians chapter five, starting at verse one. He says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you, uh, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. 
Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take, part, uh, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. So we'll start right there. Um, the first point that Scott really wanted to talk about was this present darkness is the way that he put it. And, um, you know, he talked through a number of things that we see in this passage, the different idolatry, covetousness, uh, covetousness, sexual immorality, um, all kinds of stuff. What, what kind of darkness, I mean, obviously we, we know the darknesses that are out there right now, but in this moment right now, we're seeing, um, more darkness. We're seeing this darkness being, um, sort of exacerbated in some way. What, what are we seeing right now, um, in the world when it comes to the darkness of sin in the world? What are you guys seeing? Yeah, I mean, not not to make light of it, but, you know, at, the first thing that comes to mind is just thinking about the toilet paper hoarding in the world, <laughs> you know, and, and no, and just just our, you know, when when things turn bad, everybody is solely focused on themselves. Um, you know, to the point of there are people like I was walking around my neighborhood yesterday and we walked by this house and their garage happened to be opened and there was like a pallet of toilet paper in their garage. I'm not ki- I mean, we're not, I'm not kidding you. JC's like, did you see that? Like a whole pallet of toilet paper. And, and again, like th- there's, there's this beginning phase of saying, I'm trying to take care of my own that then morphs into this, like, I don't care about anybody else. And I think that's what we're seeing with some of these lack of resources is, you know, we've seen people go out and they're buying all these masks that people that actually are going to interact with patients with the disease need. We've seen people that are taking all these resources from everybody else. And we're seeing that, like, when it comes down to it, um, people really only care about themselves in some sense. Um, and and I mean, it's it's such it's something that we make light of. But at the same time, I think it's really um, it's revealing who we really care about, <laughs> you know, in our society. Wow. Yeah, that's good. One of the things that I, I was noticing, um, uh, there was a report on uh, in one of the news articles uh, recently that talked about how there's a huge spike in pornography right now um, that people are home and and alone and there's no accountability for that sort of stuff. And so um, there's just been a huge spike in that. And I admit that's what Paul is talking about. He's talking about this idea of, uh, he says, no, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness is verse 11, but instead expose them um, for it is even shameful to speak of things that they do in secret. And that's what's going on. There's so much secrecy um, that's happening within this sort of isolation that's taking place. So that's, that's another thing that's going on right now. What else are we seeing? Well, I think that um, it's certainly easier to um, let your guard down at home because this is your safe place, right? This is this is your people, and so um, for me, that's definitely my struggle right now. Is um, even just preparing for this podcast. I was trying to re-listen to um, the sermon from Sunday, and my husband muted something, and I'm like, ah, I'm I'm listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was irritated. And I, and then I thought about it and I was like, that's absolutely ridiculous 
um, that I'm obviously listening to a podcast about how to be a light to the people around me in a dark time. Um, so yeah, I, I also think it's probably really hard for people who are used to having, um, time alone and, um, are being forced to be, you know, extroverts all the live long day. And <laughs> I see you nodding. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I just want to say that like for all of us, we're all going through that right now. Um, and, and I think that this passage is so timely, um, just to think about even, even the littlest acts at home among our, our closest people to us and how um, important they are to, um, to show God's love. I heard this, I read this tweet from, uh, he's, this is a, uh, theologian, uh, writer, author guy named Sam Alberry. This is what he tweeted. Listen to this. He said, maybe God is giving us exactly what we've been wanting. We've prioritized individualism over community, the material over the relational, the virtual over the physical, and now we have it more, more than we can likely manage. We've also been chanting the virtue of self-expression. So let's be honest, several days into lockdown, self-expression is self-expression still the highest good? Do the people we live with long that we'd express ourselves more <laughs> and forced to spend so much time with our actual self? Are we so confident of its essential goodness? Or what he's saying here is, are we so confident in the essential goodness of ourself that we are inherently good? Are we just stoked to have so much undistracted time with ourself? Or might we be finding ourselves wearying? Maybe you do you isn't the answer we thought it was. <laughs> um, I think I think you're you're hitting it right on the head. I mean, we're we're in a place where we have no other recourse but to look inward in a lot of ways and have a lot of these things be revealed, and it's revealing the inner darkness, um, the, our, our sinful our sinful nature within us. Um, so. Uh, Scott's second point that he got to then was coming out of verse 14, and he called this the light of the gospel. Um, Mitch, could you read uh, just verse 14 for us? Yep, verse 14. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Awesome. Um, Scott did a great job, I think, explaining kind of where this passage comes from, because this is not a direct quote from any Old Testament passage. Um, so some commentators are saying maybe this was like Paul taking a couple different passages and smooshing them all together, which he does at times. Um, or this could be a hymn, uh, like an early Christian hymn that, that was, um, being sung at the time, but we just don't know. But what's interesting about it, and I think Scott's right on is, is that, um, this is a summarization of the gospel, um, that this is this idea that, um, you know, God is is calling to his people awake, <laughs> you know, this all, and he said like this idea of sleeping is, 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 um, connected with the idea of death. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of a, an allegory for death. And so he's saying awake and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And so this is our story. This is, this is exactly who we are, um, through all of this. Um, so what he's getting to with this, what I want to dig into with you guys here is, you know, we are now children of light. This is, you know, we, we are, we are no longer dead in our sins, but we are now alive, made alive with Christ. This is, you know, from Ephesians two, 
Um, so because of that, because now we are children of light, that we are to then let the gospel shine in our life so that others can see it, that we are to be bright is the way that, that Scott put it. What are some ways that, that maybe we're starting to see that happen um, in the world today through the church? How are we seeing that? Yeah, Chris, as a missions pastor, I get to see this in a lot of awesome ways. Um, you know, this past week, I've been talking to all our local mission leaders, and one of the ways that I've just seen this happen is just their pure persistence to continue to try to do the work that they're doing in creative ways. Um, so, you know, this next week, we relaunch our tutoring ministry, but we're going fully digital, which is like a whole new ball game. But just, but just the way to say that we still want to help people in that way um, has been pretty cool. And then even just individuals in our church. Um, I posted a video yesterday on the Go Beyond page where um, Audrey Stevens has been making masks for facilities that have been donating their masks to hospitals that are dealing with COVID patients. So like just such a specific way to say that like, hey, if these facilities donate their mask, then they don't have a mask. So while this mask isn't proper for dealing with a COVID patient, it can help people in their facility. So she, I mean, she's got a full That's crazy. Like, system of making filters and, and all this stuff that she's doing. And so I heard about her just doing this on her own last week. So I was like, hey, let's, let's get some other people on board. And then um, the amount of emails I've got from people that are writing letters to nursing homes and, you know, trying to encourage people in nursing homes. I mean, really? it's, it's been something where you really get to see um, just how incredible um, people are in our church when they have to respond to a trial like this. Um, I saw a post yesterday where someone said, you really get to see what churches are about in this season. Um, there's certain churches that, you know, they're focusing everything on just trying to keep it as normal with service-based stuff. And then you see these other churches where they've turned their focus outward to try to help the community. And I've just been super thankful to watch the people in our church um, do some incredible things. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I heard a story of there was a, a family in our church who they have a, they have a son who whose immune system is compromised and they don't feel comfortable going to the grocery store. And now the grocery store delivery services are backed up by, by days now. And so, um, so this couple from our church was like, well, we'll, we'll go do it. We'll, we'll, we'll go grocery shopping. We'll run errands for you guys, you know? Um, and so just seeing stories like that, uh, over and over again is fantastic. Yeah. I love that. And I, even small things too have been popping up that I've enjoyed, like just seeing, um, Jen, one of our receptionists, she does these really cool things with her kids. And ever since the, um, the, I don't want to call it lockdown, but whatever we're calling this, this shelter in place thing has started. She and her kids have been going around to, um, to neighbors' homes and writing on their doors, just sweet messages and waving at them through the glass, you know? Um, and I just, I love that we're seeing more and more of that, of people actually walking down their own street. I think this is the first time I've ever walked down my own street (laughs) since we've lived here. We live in the country. So, I mean, that's kind of weird. There's not Mm -hmm. a whole lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love it. Yesterday, my family and I, we went out uh, just to go play at the park a little bit. There's, and we're not on the playground. We're just in the grass. You yeah, know, thank you for being clear. The playground. So, <laughs> <With that>. uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just making sure for all the, the, the law enforcement agencies out there listening. Um, but, uh, but it was awesome because we actually were talking to a bunch of neighbors. Like people were just out walking. It was such a nice day. Um, People were just out walking and 
um, just got to interact with a few people, which was so neat. Like we, we, we just people that we don't get to talk to a lot. So that's really awesome. Um, one of the other things I'm seeing too, is just with our, our D groups, you know, uh, we have about half our church right now that are involved in D groups and, uh, almost every single one of our groups has decided to continue to meet, but to do so online and to find other ways to encourage each other in this time and to just, um, continue to encourage them to be the light of the world as we're, as we're walking through this. And I'm, man, I'm just so thankful for our D group leaders and all that they're doing, uh, just to, just to help encourage our church yeah. in the middle of all this. And stuff. then, it's and then Chris incredible. too, I know we didn't even speak to the obvious, you know, our church is filled with medical workers. Um, you know, and we've, you know, we take our mission trips every year and they tend to often be medical mission trips and with healing on the hill and such. But, um, man, if you just see the ways that, um, they've taken on more hours, they've sacrificed their times. Um, they're basically on lockdown, but they're not at lockdown at home. They're on lockdown at the hospital, but then even just the way that they're doing this, you know, as a ministry, um, to people that this this isn't just like another day at their work that they know that, you know, they can walk, I'm in light in the midst of the darkness where these hospitals, you know, I'm, I've, I've not been there as you know, nobody can go in, but I've just heard, you know, that it's crazy dark in the hospital right now. Um, but you know, you see these people constantly encouraging their coworkers, helping them trying to get resources, um, within our church. It's, it's pretty inspiring to watch them do that. Well, Scott's last point that he got to was basically how, how do we walk in the light? How do we do that as Christians? And where he landed on it really is through the the dependency on the Holy Spirit. Um, Ariel, would you would you read the last part of the verse? This is verse um, fifteen through twenty one. Look carefully then how you will walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but the, be filled with the Spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, I had, you know, when Scott was doing his message, he made all these uh, references to like, you know, not alcohol, but the spirit and... (laughs) (laughs) I got so many comments. I think that was the highlight this week. Yes. (laughs) So, so funny. Um, You know, what was amazing about this is, I mean, what he's talking about is not, um, is not just something that he made up on the spot. I mean, it's right out of the book of Acts because I was looking at it in Acts 2, is Acts 2.13. When the apostles first received the spirit, everyone's like, they're drunk. (laughs) <laughs> they're like, they are totally drunk right now, but he's like, uh, no, it's only nine in the morning. Um, and so, um, so it's, it's just really interesting that that's the, 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 um, uh, what's uh, what the Bible does to connect those, those ideas together. It's don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy spirit, um, is, is what he gets to. Um, and, and really what I think what we're talking about here is this idea of reliance, right? Reliance on the Holy spirit. Um, how do we do that? Like, how do we come back to that place of just trusting and relying on the spirit to help us? What What would you guys, how would you answer that if someone was going to ask you, how do we do that? Well, I think even in like the simple situation, like I was talking about earlier about how I was, 
ready to snap at my own family members trying to prepare for this podcast. Um, I think that we need to give ourselves some grace and realize that anything that we do um, that is light comes from the spirit. Um, and I think that um, turning away from from our old ways is um, is making room for the spirit to do his work instead. Um, and if we know that we were dead in our trespasses before, then we no need, we no longer need to walk in those. Um, and in the moment we do, we recognize it and and we ask the spirit to take on um, his his um, way of working in us so that we can walk in ways of the light um, like this passage spells out. Um, and so, you know, practically that looks like probably a sorry later <laughs> for me. Um, and then, and then trying and trying again, cause his mercies are new every morning. Right. And so, um, we just, we just keep going. Yeah. I, I just, no, I just keep thinking of the word, um, you know, reliance and, and abiding, you know, just, just this picture of, I've seen a lot of people encouraging, um, rightly so, that now is a great time to get in the word if that's not already a discipline you've developed in your life. Um, and then watch just the words that you're reading from scripture um, impact the way that you're thinking throughout the day. Um, I think I think that's huge. I think prayer, I think being aware of what's going on with you physically in your life and then um, just turning those things back to God um, and just, you know, even asking the spirit to guide your day um, to guide your path. I think I think that whole version of imitator, you know, is um, a picture of relying on God um, for your day. Um, and I think in these days they're also different. You know, they're not. We can't rely on our schedule because it doesn't exist anymore. You know, we can't rely on our own abilities to walk away from a conversation when we frustrate someone because they're in the same room continually, you know, and so there's a, there's this, there's this daily reliance that we're forced to practice right now. And, you know, it honestly, to me, there's so many dark things we can think of coming out of this season, but the bright spot is the way that, you know, I hope we've been impacted um, to practice these spiritual disciplines in our life. Um, like how, what we're doing now will actually affect the ways that we live, as you were alluding to earlier, Chris, with just, you know, what societal things are going to look different? You know, how, how, how much joy are we going to see when we get together with, with each other as believers, you know? And all of that, to me, begins with reliance on God um, and living through the power of His Spirit. One thing I do want to touch on in this is, is just, um, you know, Scott, Scott talked about this idea of this continual filling of the Holy Spirit and asking God uh, for that, for the, the help of the Holy Spirit. And I, and I, and I think— um, Mitch, that's just saying really what you were saying. Like we just pray, we ask for God's help. We're saying we are in reliance on God for uh, anything good that comes out of our life. Um, there's this passage, it's in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I think what that, what that gets to is like, really, there's nothing good that comes from us without God's help. Um, there's nothing, nothing good that comes from us without, you know, God's spirit working, working in us. Um, and what I love about this is that this is not something that is a feeling. Scott talked about this too. It, it's a promise. It's a promise that he's made to us. Um, 
one passage that I, I would love to, to show you guys um, is Ezekiel chapter 36. Because, so this is, you know, back in the Old Testament, he's a prophet and he is promising people the Holy Spirit. He's the God is promising that the Holy Spirit is going to be put into our heart. And what, what he says here actually echoes what Paul is saying in a lot of ways, especially with the verse 14 passage that we were talking about earlier. Listen to what he says. This is Ezekiel 36, 22. He says, therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. So, so just some context, Israel is sinning big time against God. They're about to receive judgment, but listen to what God says he's going to do. He says, I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations in which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord declares the Lord God. When through you, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. Listen to what he's going to do. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. And I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from your all of all your idols, I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart, and I will, uh, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. I, you know, I love this because there's nothing that. This is what, why we can say that salvation is not something that we do or take part in, but it is fully a work of God because this, I mean, it's so clear. There's nothing in there that the people are doing. God is taking them and transforming them, uh, putting his spirit within them. And that's a promise that he's made to us. Um, and so it's just um, so critical <laughs> that that we uh, understand that and see that. Um, so we don't have to feel it all the time. Uh, but that we can just trust that promise that he's given us. Um, back in the in the Ephesians passage, Paul then lists, in the passage that, that you read, Ariel, lists a bunch of ways that we can walk in the light. Um, what are some of those ways that you guys, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> what are some ways that you guys see, see in there, uh, ways that we can walk in the light? Well, the first one I see is walking as wise rather than unwise, making the best use of the time um, and not being foolish, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And we talked about this in our last session, our last podcast of just um, how do we know what the will of God is? Well, it's his word. It's in his word. Um, and that's a really great way to start. Um, and Mitch was saying it's a good foundation um, and I loved how you were saying just a bit ago, um, Mitch, just like the more that you, what I, what I gather from what you were saying, the more that you pour in, the more it comes out. Right. So like, I find that it's really interesting when I, when I read God's word, his word starts to come out of me in situations, um, where if I've been meditating on it and meditating on his truth, so they, they come out in, in regular settings. Um, and I know that's the spirit working through his word to change me. Yeah, absolutely. So, so just like, I think Paul gives us a clear pattern 
even for in this season of how we can look at our lives and examine, you know, what's going on. I just, I read that first verse where he says, look carefully then how you walk, not as wise, but um, as wise. And really he's just calling us, you know, there's this examine the way that you're living, (laughs) you know, look at your actions, how, you know, how are you walking? How are you living? And then as he breaks it down, you know, the first factor he gives us is, okay, how are we using our time? Um, and then secondly, he calls us not to be foolish, but to understand um, what the will of the Lord is. I was reading this Dow- Dallas Willard book last night, and Willard is talking about how um, ultimately what we think about God is the most important thing about us, and how ultimately, you know, if we don't have right thinking about God, how do we expect to have right action? And so, you know, as Paul's saying here, he's calling us to be reading about God so that we're not living as if we're fools. You know, read scripture, interpret, you know, how is God calling you to live? And then the third one, you know, he specifically gives the example of wine, but I think in this season, um, we have a tendency to dive into what can be addictive habits um, to fulfill our time. You know, if it's binge watching shows to the max, you know, if it's being on our phone at extreme levels, if it's over drinking, if it's overeating, you know, there's a tendency in this time to drive into those things. But what Paul's saying is like, no, 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 be filled by the spirit. So, you know, how are you valuing the time that God's given you um, to seek his word, to grow in knowledge of him so that you're filled by the spirit? Or are we going to look at this thing at the end of our days and we're going to say, oh, no, I got filled by, you know, all these other things I was watching. And those are the called those are the things that I dove into. Um, I think it's really practical um, what Paul's spelling out here for us. He talks about songs, right? Like, So he says, uh, you know, to. what does it say? Addressing one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord in your heart. Um, <laughs> what, what does that mean to you guys? How would you do that? Well, just a small example. So I just, I asked Luke Calvert, um, yesterday, so I'm writing a rule of life for this class I'm in and uh, I'm being forced to do it, but it's not a bad thing. And I was talking to Luke Calvert the other day. I said, so what are, what are one of the things that you're doing in this season? Um, that's kind of encouraging you. And he said, every morning when I take a shower, He's like, I throw on worship music. He's like, you know, and he's like, I'm not telling you my hands are raised in the shower. He's like, but I'm singing, I'm worshiping, <laughs> you know, and and I think there is this just reminding yourself of the things of the Lord. One of the beautiful things with the Psalms is, you know, you see lots of pictures of people that are walking through tough circumstances like we are. So, you know, we they we can the Psalm can sit with us in our frustration Um you know, if, with what we're going through. And yeah. so I think it's just reminding yourselves of the things of the Lord and then encouraging others to do the same. You know, how are, how are you discussing yeah. those things with the other people around you? How about you, Ariel? We can certainly um, latch on to truths a lot easier when we sing them. I I mean, that's a rule of thumb for any any mom who's trying to teach her kids something. If you can make it into a song, then it's, <laughs> it's stuck with you forever, yes. right? Um but I love how like Facebook it can be a really cool place to share things. And, um, you know, even just like infographics of God's word with a picture, um, a lyric from a song that is, is a theological truth that we can latch onto and repeat over and over in our heads throughout our days at home. Yeah. Those are great ways. That's awesome. He says giving thanks. And oh, to sorry. sing to you. I just want to sing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're gonna close this podcast with a song <laughs> now. We totally should. Oh, we totally I love should. A sparrow. <laughs> we'll let, 
Will it sync up? Because, yeah, it'll be. <laughs> yeah, that would be the rough part, right? Um, well, he also says giving thanks, which is which is huge. You know, in our house, one of the things that we've been really focusing on is how do we give thanks in the midst of, um, you know, this this time? Well, what can we be thankful for? And I think we're trying to, I think what we're finding, uh, even with our kids, you know, just in teaching that, like they're finding that they are thankful for things that we probably wouldn't be thankful for (laughs) unless the season was happening, um, just for health, uh, for just daily provisions. Like we take for granted the fact that we have toilet paper, we have, (laughs) we have things, you know, we have enough, we have a job right now, which is, Mm. which is huge, you know, um, uh, these provisions are, uh, or the way that God has taken care of us, um, is just so evident. Um, and, and I'd say even in, um, situations where, cause I, I know there's lots of people out there who don't have that, who don't have a job right now, who, who don't have, um, you know, maybe they're facing losing their home or they're facing losing their job altogether. Um, they're worried over these things, you know, this is something where I think we can come back to God's promise to us that, uh, that we are, um, we are his children and he promises that he will care for us and give us exactly what we need. And we can trust him in that. Um, that doesn't always look the way that, that we think it should, (laughs) you know, that doesn't always look the way where it's like a, like Mm -hmm. we get to keep up with the Joneses and have everything that everyone else has and all that sort of stuff, you know? But it, um, but we can always trust in the Lord and what He provides for us. Uh, within that, He knows He knows what we need better than than we do, and so we can trust in that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. and Chris, Chris, I just want to say, so you know, this week I'm preaching on Ecclesiastes three, and I don't want to talk much about that. But um, I was looking at this um, Charles Spurgeon sermon on Ecclesiastes 3, and I, I reference it in the sermon. But one of the things that he said that, man, it just it moved me to tears as I was reading about it. You know, he gives this image. He says, um, he's talking about God is our portion, like God is our all. And, and, and the meaning of God being our portion is that, you know, if we have God, we truly have everything. We, we have all that we yeah. need. Um, and mm-hmm. in talking about it, he says... It's as if I have a candle lit in the middle of the day and somebody comes in and blows out my candle. He's like, am I going to be frustrated? He said, no, because I still have the light of day. I still have my all. And, and to me, I mean, it, it was just this picture of, you know, as things get stripped away. And Scott said this a few weeks ago. It's like we realize what we have left and what we have left is so much greater than the things that we've right. lost. Um, and I think that's the encouragement, you know, is in this season, no matter where we are, for those that are us that are experiencing minor discomfort or those who were in tremendous seasons of discomfort, it's to rely on your all, um, that God is your portion. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know, I, I, it's, it moves me to tears to think about that. And I think, cause I'm just experiencing the slightest discomfort in the midst of the season to be reminded of that. Yeah, that's really good. The last one on here that he says is to submit to one another, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And man, that's a, that's something to remember in our home life every day, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, uh, that's one way that you can really be a light to the people around you is to submit to one another. I, I, I had an experience with this the other day. Um, we were finishing up dinner and, and 
you know how dinner time goes and we, we have four kids at home. So there's dinner time. We got all the dishes to be done. Um, the kids need baths, everything. And I was just like, uh, I don't want to do the dishes. Like dishes are like my nemesis, you know, it's like, <laughs> but, um, so, but then I'm like, well, hang on a second. Number one, what else am I going to do? Um, <laughs> because <laughs> there's, there's literally nothing else to do. And, but, the, but more than that, um, this is a way for me to serve and, and submit to my wife and to, to care for her by, uh, doing the dishes, uh, giving the kids a bath, taking care of things. Um, and so all, all that kind of played in my head for like, you know, in the course of maybe 10 seconds, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I need to do. Um, uh, but it's a struggle. It's a struggle to, to constantly, uh, be in that place of like, wait, we need to be submitting to one another and caring for one another. So any other thoughts on that one? Well, I just wanted to make a point to address the fact that not everybody is at home with people right now. And so, um, you know, if that is anyone who's listening right now, we just want you to know that the cool thing about being a member of the body of Christ is that the church is with you. Um, and that in all of your interactions with people, um, whether it's online or you get to see someone outside, um, just know that the spirit is, is working in you in all of your relationships and that, um, your brothers and sisters in Christ are, are, um, are walking with you in this from our homes at a safe distance. <laughs> well, everyone, thanks so much for, for hanging out with us for a little bit, talking about, uh, this week's sermon in Ephesians five. Um, we hope that this has been helpful to you and we hope that you'll join us next time, uh, when we come back and talk through next week's sermon, Mitch, you're up this week, right? I. Yeah, I, I, I am. Um, yes. Yeah. So sweet. So we, we, we get to come back next week and talk about your sermon. You know, I can't decide if it's a <laughs> if it's a privilege or if it's a curse. You never get to re preach your sermon after you've heard it. But you know, maybe I'll <laughs> like it. Or the other part is maybe you'll hear me correcting myself <laughs> throughout Actually, the week. Actually, yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Well, that'll be really fun. So I hope you guys join us next time on the Sunday recap.